Before we get started, I wanted to let you know some really exciting news. My new book, The One Through One Method, which I've been working on for three years, is now available for pre-order. You can find it at Barnes & Noble and also Amazon.com. And of course, you can go into your local mom and pop bookstore and ask them to order it for you. When you do place your pre-order for the book, I want to reward you and help you get started immediately with your mindset. All you do is go to 131book, write that down, 131book.com. You'll enter your email address and your order number. And immediately, like that minute, I will send you this free mindset coaching program that I've created as a bonus, as my thank you to you for pre-ordering the book, for supporting me, for being with me along this very, very important, very personal journey. I am so committed to helping you get healthy from the inside out, improving your gut health, and creating a customized approach that works without the fads, without the gimmicks, something that you can do for the rest of your life and change the legacy of health in your family. But you know what? It starts with mindset. So please take advantage of this free bonus. It's a $97 value and it's yours by going to 131book.com for more details. All right, enjoy the show, but don't forget 131book.com. Are you an overthinker? If you are, today's episode is custom built for you. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Do you ever find yourself going through a series of questions like, okay, did I offend that person? Did they take that the wrong way? Am I actually going to finish this assignment? Why isn't she responding to my text messages? Do they think I'm strange? Was that weird? Should I just reach out to him? Which project should I start first? Should I clean the house right now or should I exercise? Should I exercise or should I start working on stuff for my business? Having thoughts like these is what makes us human, but it's also oftentimes a downward cycle. It can become a problem. In fact, it's what the brain is designed to do. The brain is designed to protect us. And the reason why we have all these kind of what if thoughts is because we're trying to make sure that we don't get harmed, that we don't get eaten by a predator. It's a primitive way of thinking. But sometimes our wiring goes wrong, goes haywire, and it can leave you feeling consumed, overwhelmed, and paralyzed by these thoughts, overthinking it. If you often beat yourself up for a mistake that you believe you made last week or yesterday, if you worry about how you're going to get everything done tomorrow, how you're going to succeed in the long run, if you overthink every single future decision, big or small, you also know you're an overthinker. If you're one of those people who you need things explained to you in such thorough detail because you are so afraid that if every T and every I isn't dotted, you might make a mistake and oh my gosh, the world's going to come crashing down because everyone's going to be disappointed in you. That's the conversation you're having in your head. You know you're an overthinker if you care way too much about what other people think or or whether other people are mad or whether other people have been offended or whether you've disappointed other people. You're so concerned about what other people think that you have no idea what you think and what you want. You don't give yourself any credit. You just want to know how you can fix it. 
And you do that because you want people to accept you. You want people to be happy with you. Because you're still learning how to be happy with yourself. Overthinkers believe that they are to blame for everything. Your ability to live a life of greatness is completely compromised. But worse than that, your inability to get out of your own head has you in a constant state of anguish. I mean, everybody has certain things that they tend to overthink. And we all have moments when we, we get too caught up in the details and the what ifs. But if you're truly an overthinker, you know what I'm talking about. This means you are struggling to quiet that battle in your head at all times. And overthinking isn't just a matter of being a perfectionist or somebody who wants everything planned out in advance. Overthinking can be a major nuisance and a serious health condition. So it's very important that you try to stop. Here's why you must put an end to this cycle immediately. Number one, you do not deserve to live a life of mediocrity. No more settling. I mean, why would you when you've got so many great ideas? You've got so much going for you. I refuse to let you live in a state of mediocrity, settling, procrastinating, making excuses, and torturing yourself with these thoughts. Number two, it is a downward cycle because here's what happens. When you start ruminating these thoughts, they tend to have a negative impact on your mental health. You can't think clearly. As your mental health declines, then guess what? You start to ruminate more. And as you ruminate more, your mental health decreases even further. And number three, it ruins your sleep and your ability to be present. Let's talk about sleep. If you're an overthinker, I guarantee you have a difficult time falling asleep. You have a difficult time staying asleep. If you're an overthinker, when it comes to being present, it's hard for you to live in the moment because you're always worried about what you said in the past and what you're going to do in the future. So let's talk about how you can begin to stop this process immediately. Number one, you've got to stop thinking and start writing. I know you've heard me say this before, but maybe you didn't think about it in terms of your ruminating thoughts. Oftentimes we think about, okay, well, I've got this plan to start a business, so I I need to take out a pen and a piece of paper and write things down. Or, you know, I've got this plan to get my house decluttered, so I should take out a pen and a piece of paper and come up with a plan. What we don't realize is that our ruminating thoughts, our overthinking, what happens is our brain doesn't know what to do with a lot of these thoughts. And even once we're like, okay, well, what if such and such, then I will do fill in the blank. But then because we didn't write it down, we forget that we've already come up with a solution or the potential answer in our head. And so this thought just bounces back and forth like ping pong. And we're so afraid of forgetting it that we actually want to bounce it back and forth. And then the next thing we know is another thought's in there. Now we've got two ping pong balls going back and forth and back and forth, and we're afraid to forget either of them. And then a third ping pong ball shows up. And before we know it, our brain is just a noisy battlefield of ping pong balls. Stop. When you catch yourself having too many thoughts, stop. Take out a piece of paper and just write them down. You don't need a plan. There's no right or wrong way to do this. You do it in a brainstorming effect. And it's amazing. So picture that brain filled with a hundred ping pong balls. Each time you take a ping pong ball out of your head and place that thought on paper, it stops bouncing in your head. And eventually, you're going to pluck 
each one of those ping pong balls out of your brain and place them on paper. And what you'll be left with is silence, clarity, focus. Number two, most of those thoughts, those what ifs, are simply obstacles. Those thoughts, especially if it has anything to do with the past, that thought is like a weight dragging you back into yesterday's conversation, dragging you back into last month's confrontation, dragging you back into an argument that you had five years ago. And as it's pulling you back, you cannot move forward. Focus on your destination and release yourself from the weight of the past. Number three, because these things are pretty normal, we all have these moments in time where we, all these thoughts just come flooding in and questions and ideas and we start overthinking things and, and that's pretty normal. But once you recognize it's happening, like you can feel yourself, give yourself permission because sometimes you really need to do that, like just to process. I've said this before, like if you follow me on social media, when I have a difficult decision to make, I can feel this happening. Like just, you know, what if this? Okay, well, if I do that, then what about this? And what about this? I can feel that happening and, and all those thoughts keep start flooding in and I begin to start processing them and I'll catch myself doing this. And at first, I will try to take out a pen and a piece of paper and then I realize that it's almost too soon. I, I just kind of need to just sit here in this and allow the ideas to flow and the thoughts and to just allow myself to ruminate for a little while. And when I do this, I have to pull back and pull away from everyone else. So I will disconnect from my family. I will disconnect from my friends. I usually need to spend a half a day by myself just thinking about it, daydreaming about it. And you can call it ruminating. You can call it overthinking. I like to call it processing. And I will usually give myself a half a day. That's my timer. Now, I don't want to give myself more than a half a day because then it turns into a negative cycle. So set a timer. Give yourself an appropriate length of time to process some of these thoughts and then get them on paper. But don't allow yourself to just stay in that state. Number four, take the what if and answer that question. We often have these hypotheticals that are going through our head like, well, I wonder if they were offended by what I said yesterday. I wonder if they took that the wrong way. So if that's a thought, if that's a what if, answer the question in the worst possible case scenario. Hey, I've got some really exciting news. We are returning. We're back on the road with the Shalene Show Live. In conjunction with my book launch party, I am taping a live episode of the Shaleen Show at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills on April 18th. Now that is a Thursday. Pod Squad, I would love to meet you. This is going to be really special. I mean, they're all really special because I get to meet you and you guys get to meet each other and they're fun and it's the ultimate girls night out. And fellas, if you are smart, you should come with your lady or you should come to find yourself the love of your life because I have the smartest, funnest, coolest, most amazing audience and I can't wait for you guys to meet each other. So grab your tickets now. You can find them by going to shaleenshowlive.com. General admission starts at $39. And I don't know if they'll be available at the time that you're listening to this, but we did make just a few special seats 
available for people who basically want to spend the day with me and Brett and the team. You'll go to lunch with us. You'll hang out backstage. We'll pop some champagne. You'll help me pick out my outfit. We'll have a good time. You'll meet the drag queen who happens to be emceeing the show. Like, this is a once in a lifetime experience. Hey, don't wait. Go to shaleenshowlive.com and I will see you on Thursday, April 18th. So, what if I offended them? Answer the question well, let's assume I did. Let's assume that I did offend them. Now, what you have to do is you have to answer the question. Answer the questions that you have in your head and answer the question as if the worst possible scenario is true. But you want to be realistic about this. I mean, like you really have to ask yourself, am I being ridiculous right now? Is this based in fact or is this thought absurd? And come up with a realistic, potentially worst case scenario answer. And the worst case scenario is, yeah, I did offend that person. Okay, great. Now what am I going to do moving forward? If I did offend that person, what do I need to do? Well, I know who I am. I know what I stand for. So I will apologize. I might not apologize if it was opinion that I still believe is true, but at a minimum, I need to apologize that I've offended them or apologize that I may have hurt someone. Like take the worst case scenario. Well, the worst case scenario is I've got to give a speech on Friday in front of everybody in my department. And I just keep thinking about what if I forget what I'm saying? What if people think I'm a horrible speaker? Okay, well, what if that happens? Let's just assume that it does. Now what? What are you going to do? Nothing. Chalk it up to nerves and get better the next time. I mean, no one's going to die. So imagine the worst possible scenario within reason happening and then picture, okay, and how will I handle it? Well, I'll make a joke. I'll tell people I want to present again at the next month's Friday meeting because between now and then, I plan to work on my public speaking skills. I'm going to do EMDR performance therapy, and I'm going to get over this fear that I have of speaking that has me tripping over my tongue every time I'm in front of a group of people. Or I plan to sign up for a local chapter of Toastmasters, which is a wonderful organization, toastmasters.org, if you're looking to practice public speaking. Whatever it is, just imagine, okay, so if that does happen, how am I going to handle it? Because one of the ways that we worry, which is just another way to describe overthinking, is by thinking about the worst possible scenario, right? Because if we picture the worst possible scenario, if you think about your reptilian brain, if we think about the primitive way our brain was designed to protect us, we think about danger. So to worry in our primitive mind, our primitive subconscious, is to protect ourselves from imminent danger. But you see, the danger doesn't exist. And because we never allow ourselves to actually imagine the worst possible thing actually happening and then asking ourselves, what would we do? We just keep thinking like, oh, no, what if that does happen? Oh, no, oh, no. And we don't even think about like, well, if it does, what will I do? So just take those ruminating thoughts once you get them on paper and just take it one step further and go, okay, well, if that does happen, here's what I'll do. If my husband leaves me, what will I do? Well, here's what I'll do. If I find out that my daughter's dating that boy that I can't stand, how will I handle it? Like Instead of worrying about it, which doesn't do you any good, it just holds you back. It just is a, a form of procrastination. 
come up with a possible solution. And my fifth and final step for you is to understand where this started and put an end to it. And for most people, where this starts is deep in our childhood, as most things are, and not for all people, but for a lot of us, it starts by wanting and feeling like we want everything to be perfect. And that can happen for a lot of different reasons. Maybe you grew up in a household where one of your parents was an alcoholic and you needed everything to be perfect because if everything was perfect, if everything was calm, then dad didn't drink. So you were always on high alert, always trying to keep everything calm. And because of that, you had to worry about things that might go wrong. Or maybe you had a parent who was narcissistic and no matter what happened, it was your fault. So you always had to be on high alert again, worrying or thinking about how you were going to defend yourself or all the ways that things could go wrong, all the ways that things could be turned on you and it could have been your fault. Maybe you had wonderful parents, but you put so much pressure on yourself to be perfect because that's how you felt loved and adored and accepted. Like you were the good kid. You were the kid that got straight A's. You were the leader. You were the kid that stayed out of trouble. And maybe that wasn't pressure your parents put on you, but it was pressure you put on yourself. Like you just suddenly that was your identity and you were so caught up in it. And that's how you felt loved and that's how you felt important. So now here you are as an adult worried at every turn that something might not be perfect. In which case, you might feel like, well, then I'm not lovable. I'm not likable. More often than not, I have found that people who overthink things, what they have a fear of is a fear of judgment, a fear of failing. I always hear people say, well, maybe that person has a fear of success. I don't think it's success that they fear. I think it's a fear of failing because oftentimes, especially perfectionists and people who overthink things, people who want everything to turn out perfectly, people who believe that they can't launch, they can't make this decision, this change, this shift, do anything major in their lives until everything is perfect. And that if it's not done perfectly, well, then they've failed. Most of the time, that stems from a deep rooted insecurity, a belief that you're not supposed to fail. And maybe it was from a parent who was overly critical, who you had to do it perfectly, or you didn't feel like you had their love. I don't know what the reason is, but I want you to realize in this moment that it's holding you hostage and you're giving it permission to hold you hostage. And it doesn't make any sense because the only way you're going to be successful, regardless of what it is we're talking about, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about being successful at your diet, successful on this new fitness journey, successful in this new relationship, successful in your new business. The only way you're going to be successful and even a long-term marriage or parenting is by making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> Look at anyone who is incredibly successful. Like right now for a moment, just think about the most successful person you can think of maybe on TV, maybe an interview you've heard with somebody on a podcast. I can say that because you listen to podcasts. Think about Oprah, Steve Jobs. Think about somebody in your own life who you know who's really successful. I guarantee the one thing they all have in common is they've made a ton of mistakes. The quicker you allow yourself to fail and the more often you fail, the quicker you will arrive at a place of success. 
you've got to just do it and make it messy. And you can't worry about what anybody else thinks. And you've got to start by just thinking different thoughts. Successful people don't worry about what other people think about them. They just don't. Do they worry about things failing? Yeah, but they also expect it. Like you have to expect it. You literally, you have to expect that things are not going to be perfect, that you're going to test some things. You're going to try some things that people might not think it's your best. And if you're going to do something new, if you're going to do something better, if you're going to take your life to the next level and stop accepting mediocrity, you've got to make it messy. It's the only way you're going to ever improve it. Everything I've ever done started off really, really bad, including this podcast, including every speech I've ever given, including every business I've started. And, and along every week, I make a million mistakes. But I always say, okay, well, now I know how to fix that. Every event that I've held, we collectively have a meeting at Team Johnson and we talk about all the things that went wrong. And we do that not to, you know, put ourselves down or to wallow in it, but just so we can avoid them the next time. And you know what we do? The next time it's better. And there's still a few things wrong. And then we write them down and we address them. And then guess what? The next event is even better. And it just keeps getting better and better and better. Guess what, friend? You're not going to change your life. Nothing's going to get better until you stop overthinking this and you just freaking pull the trigger and be prepared for it to be a complete flop so that you can quickly fix it, get back on your feet and do it again a little bit better. You've got two choices except mediocrity. Feel that burning desire inside of you that you never fulfill because you're so busy overthinking things, waiting for the perfect moment, the perfect time, the perfect opportunity, and then worrying if you did it right, and then ruminating about something you said two weeks ago. If you do that, you will live an unfulfilled life. And what a waste. What a waste. Especially when you realize you're doing this. Because somebody early on left you feeling less than competent. Enough of that. Take back your power. Get over yourself. Leave that person in the dust. Leave that experience in the dust. Let go of your baggage. Release those thoughts from your past. Move forward and make it messy. Start making it messy today. Go for it. Plan to fail so that you can improve upon it and make it better. You've got to stop overthinking this. You are good enough. You are smart enough. You work hard enough. You're dedicated enough. People love you. Once you give your best effort, accept that that's what it is. It's your best effort. And it might not be as good as someone else's. And it's certainly not going to be the best you'll ever do. But it's your best for now. And each time you put forth effort, you're one step closer to success. It's time to drop your unrealistic expectations. It's exhausting, both physically, emotionally, mentally. Silence that internal criticism. Eliminate the self-doubt that you feel because it's destroying you and everything else around you. It's crushing your potential. Don't wait for something to change. Don't wait for something to go wrong. Don't wait for the perfect opportunity. Stop tiptoeing around your life like it's broken glass. It's time to pull the trigger. It's time to confidently and boldly step forward, to stop worrying about perfection, stop overthinking your decisions. It's time for you to be swift, to move forward, even if it's in the wrong direction, even if you fail. 
it's time for you to be bold, to take some risks, because when you do, you're probably going to change your life and very possibly the world. I believe in you. Now it's your time to believe in you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Thank you for your feedback, especially on my Instagram stories. I love hearing what exactly you liked about the episode. So do me a favor, take a screenshot right now of The Shaleen Show and put a little note on it, like what you loved about this. Like maybe it's a quote or or maybe it's just like whatever it was that you loved about this episode, take a screenshot and be sure to at me. That way I can reshare it on my story. And, and I appreciate you. Every single minute that you spend with me is a gift and I am eternally grateful. In fact, I'd love for you to join the podcast group that we now have on Facebook, or it's really been fun. I went live last night, just chatting up with everybody. It was kind of fun. Very personal to be able to connect with you and for you to be able to meet other people who listen to the podcast. So that's Shaleen's Pod Squad on Facebook. And that's it for now. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.